Chapter 18 of Book of the Foundations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Book of the Foundations by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter 18. I have digressed much from my subject, because when anything presents itself to me, which our Lord wishes me to understand by experience, I am troubled if I do not mention it. May what I think of be useful and good. Always, my daughters, consult learned persons, for thus you will find the way to perfection, with discretion and truth. Of these qualities the prioresses have great need, if they wish to fulfill their office well, and they should confess to learned persons, otherwise they will perhaps commit great blunders, thinking them to be proofs of sanctity. They should also endeavor that their nuns confess to persons of experience. On the vigil of all saints we came to Salamanca, in the year before mentioned, 1570, about the middle of the day. At my lodgings I endeavored to find out a man of that city, whom I had previously requested to get the house cleared. His name was Nicolas Gutierrez, a great servant of God, who on account of his good life had obtained of his divine majesty a wonderful peace and content amidst the many severe trials he had to endure, and after he had lived in great prosperity, and had afterwards become very poor, he bore it all with as much joy as when he was rich." He took a great deal of trouble about this foundation, and entered into the matter with much devotion and good will. When he came, he told me that the house was not empty, because he could not come to any agreement with the students, so as to induce them to depart. I told him how important it was they should give the house up immediately, before it became known that I was in the town, because I was always afraid of some disturbance, as I have already mentioned. He went to the person who owned the house, and labored so much, that they left it that evening, yea, that very night. We entered immediately. This was the first house I founded without the most blessed sacrament being placed there, thinking that possession was not taken, without it was placed in the house. But I learnt that this was not necessary, which was a great consolation to me, having but no time to prepare the church. For the students, having little or no regard for cleanliness, had left the house in such a state that we were obliged to work all that night to clean it. The next day the first mass was said in the morning, and I sent for more nuns to come from Medina del Campo. My companion and myself remained there alone on the night of all saints. I tell you, sisters, that when I remember the fears of my companion, whose name was Maria de Sacramento, a nun older than I am, and a great servant of God, I am inclined to laugh. The house was very large and in great disorder, and contained many garrets. She could not help thinking of the students, because she imagined that they were so unwilling to leave the house, some of them might be hid in it, which they could indeed have done very conveniently. We shut ourselves up in a room where there was some straw, which was the first kind of furniture I provided when founding a house, because by having straw we had something to sleep on, and that night we were lent two coverlets. The next day, some nuns who lived near us, whom we imagined we had displeased greatly, lent us coverlets also, and for our companions who were to come, and gave us alms. 
They were called the nuns of St. Isabel, and during all the time we remained in that house, they were exceedingly kind to us and charitable. When my companion saw herself enclosed in this room, she seemed somewhat more calm and quiet about the students, though she did nothing but look around, first on this side and then on that, with much fear. And the devil endeavored to heighten her apprehensions of danger, that so he might disturb me, for on account of the weakness of my stomach, which I feel so much, a little thing is sufficient to trouble me. I asked her what she was looking at, since no one could enter our chamber. She answered, I am thinking that if I should die here, what would you do alone? If such a thing should happen, it would certainly be a painful case. She did indeed make me muse a little on the subject, and also made me afraid, for dead bodies, though I do not fear them, always give me a pain in my heart, even when not alone. And as the ringing of the bells increased my fear, for, as I have said, it was the night before all souls, the devil took the good opportunity of making us lose our thoughts on mere trifles. For when he perceives that we fear him not, he finds out other plans. I answered her, When this shall happen, sister, I will think on what is to be done. At present, let me go to sleep. As we had two bad nights, sleep soon expelled our fears. The next day, some more nuns came, and then our fears immediately vanished. The monastery remained in this house for about three years. I do not remember if it were four, as I have little remembrance of it. After some time, I was commanded to return to the monastery of the Incarnation at Avila, for I would never leave any monastery until the nuns had been provided with a house of their own, convenient and enclosed, if I had my own will. And in this matter, God has bestowed on me many favors, for in labors I have always delighted to be the first, and have procured everything necessary for their quiet and convenience, even to the smallest degree, as if all my life were to be spent in that house. And thus I experienced great joy when they were doing well. But I keenly felt what these sisters suffered here, not because they wanted any support, for this I provided at the place where I lived, because the monastery was very inconvenient for receiving alms, but because the house was not healthy, on account of the excessive dampness and cold of the place, and as it was very large, it could not be remedied, and what was still worse, they did not have the most blessed sacrament, which, for women living in such strict enclosure, was a great affliction. But this did not affect them much, for they endured it with the joy they felt in praising our Lord. Some of them even told me that it appeared to them an imperfection to desire another house, since they were very contented where they were, provided they had the most blessed sacrament. The superior afterwards seeing their perfection, and the misery they endured, being moved with compassion, commanded me to return here from the monastery of the Incarnation. The nuns had already agreed with a gentleman of the place, to give them a house, but it was in such a state, that in order to make it fit for dwelling in, it was necessary to spend more than two thousand ducats. It belonged to a mayorazgo, and he agreed to let us live in it, though the license was not obtained from the king, telling us we might repair the walls, and we went to see the house, in order to know what was to be done, for experience had made me skillful in such things, and I persuaded Father Juan de Avila to accompany me. He is the person who, as I have said, used to accompany me to these foundations. We set off in August, and though we made all possible haste, we stopped there till Michaelmas, 
which is the time when houses are usually let there. But with all the pains taken, still the house was far from being convenient. However, we had not engaged for the rent of the following year, for another person had it, and wished us to leave it as quickly as possible. We had almost finished whitewashing the church, the gentleman who sold us the house was absent, and some who wished us well told us that we did wrong in going so soon. But where necessity presses, advice is not received well, unless a remedy also be given. We went on the eve of St. Michael's Day, a little before daybreak. It was already spread about that the most blessed sacrament would be exposed on that day, and a sermon preached. Our Lord was pleased that on the very day we went, it rained so heavily towards evening, that we had great difficulty in removing the things we wanted. The roof of the new chapel was built so badly, that the greater part of it let in the rain. I tell you, daughters, that on this day I found myself very imperfect, for the report being spread abroad, I knew not what to do but lament. And I said to our Lord, as if complaining, that either he would not command me to undertake such works, or that he would provide a remedy for this necessity. The good man, Nicholas Gutierrez, with his usual cheerfulness, as if nothing was the matter, told me very calmly not to trouble myself so much, that God would provide a remedy. And so he did, for on St. Michael's Day, when the people were coming, it began to be fine, which excited in me great devotion, and I perceived how much better that blessed man had acted, by trusting in God, than I did by my trouble. There was a great number of people, and music also we had, and the most blessed sacrament was solemnly set up. The house being in a good situation, the monastery began to be known, and the people to have devotion towards it. In particular, the Countess de Monterey, Doña Maria Pimentel, and another lady, the wife of the governor of the town, showed great favor to us. But presently, the next day, in order that our joy for possessing the most blessed sacrament might be somewhat lessened, the gentleman came who owned the house, in such a passion, that I knew not how to act with him, and the devil managed him so, that he would not listen to reason. For we have performed all that we agreed upon, and telling him so availed but little. Some persons, however, having spoken to him, appeased him a little, but afterwards he became just as angry as before, and changed his mind, so that now I was resolved to leave the house. But he was not content with this, for he desired that the money should be immediately paid him. His wife, to whom the house belonged, wished to sell it, in order to portion out her two daughters and upon this ground a license was requested from the king, and the money deposited in the hands of one whom he chose. The truth is, that although it is more than three years since, the purchase is not yet completed, nor do I know if the monastery will continue here, I mean in this house, nor how the business will end. What I do know is, that in none of all the monasteries which our Lord has founded of this first rule, the nuns have undergone so great troubles. But those who are there bear, through the mercy of God, all things with the greatest joy. May his divine majesty grant that they may advance more and more, for, to have, or not to have, a good house matters but little. Rather, it is a great pleasure to us, when we see ourselves in a house from which we may at any time be ejected, remembering that the Lord of the world had no house. To be in a house not our own has often happened to us, as may be observed in these foundations, and it is true, I never noticed any of the nuns to be grieved at it. 
May his divine majesty grant that we may obtain the eternal mansions through his infinite goodness and mercy. Amen. End of chapter 18